And we're back. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, From Surfers to Sailors. A family of five's journey to living on a sailboat. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Joe. Today we will block out our master plan. How exactly we expect to transition from landlovers to liveaboards. We're going to talk about learning to sail. We will talk about our budget and anticipated expenses. And all the stuff we need to accomplish and in what time frames. Where we plan to go and, of course, foreseeable life events along the way. For show updates, pictures, and our blog, please visit us at fs2spodcast.com. That's fs, the number two, s, podcast.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under fs2s podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and if you like the show, please consider leaving us a review. Our show is sponsored by Thinkerdo Design, a 3D CAD modeling, prototyping, and 3D printing service, helping inventors and small businesses bring their dreams into reality, and which I happen to own. If you need affordable expert CAD solutions, go to thinkerdo.design today or find the link in our show notes. Ready? No. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. We are live. So, I think I should just hold the clipboard and read off. Okay. And you want me to answer? Yeah. That's how we're going to do this? Well, right. yeah, because I can see things very clearly. Like, first of all, what's the name of this episode? Our master plan. Yeah. And we have things divided into what we have done, what we're doing, and what we need to do. What I was going to say on the way down here, because I'm not allowed to talk about the podcast unless everything is rolling, was that it might be uh, beneficial for the sake of brevity to talk about the things that we have done, the things that we're doing, the things that we need to do, kind of run through those as a list, because that is the master plan, and then we can elaborate on stuff. I'm feeling you. I'm right there with you. Okay. Yeah. So. Should we do the whole intro thing and stuff first? Let's just roll with this. We can do roll that later. This. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Later well, Later in this today, session. Yes. After this. Because I don't want this to take any longer because this episode has taken a month to It's only attempt. our third time. And, and three we times practice. of attempting this. Two and other times we One was have, under a blanket. One was under a blanket. It would be interesting to see how that sounds because we haven't listened to I it mean, yet. One was like 100 degrees outside. Another time we were down inside here. Like we are right now, sitting at the jetty at the end of the peninsula in Long Beach, uh, our favorite, new favorite place to record in our uh, Ordflex Surfmobile office. Nice to sit here next to the water, watch the boats. Although there's hardly any boats today, I've seen two. Next to the graffiti and trash cans and people yeah, peeing yeah. on the side of the curb. But it's kind of fun because we were just sailing <laughs> through there yesterday. All right, so I have a question. So we're not, can we get started? Let's get started. Okay, so things we have done uh, according to our master plan. Right. We bought some books. We have. But we're not going to talk about what they are, not the titles. Yet. Well, um, I guess we, we could. I want to plug them in, but I feel like that's prohibited at this point. When I don't have the books in front of me, I mess up the titles. Okay. So I know there is the Annapolis Good. Guide to Oh, but now you're going to plug them in. Whatever it is, and then John Rosmarin, Rosmarin, something or other. Yeah, it's Rosemary, Rosemary. I don't know. This is why I don't plug the books or the things unless they're and right in front of me. And our good friend Mark Nichols. Mark Nichols with uh, the essentials of living aboard a boat. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Something very close to that. 
So those are the two and ones. And your personal that we have. man crush. Oh wait, that's not a book. Hold on. Well, no, he has a book. How not okay. to sail? And we got it, and Bradford it's been Rogers. autographed too. It has. It has. We got to We'll feature that one on the uh, the blog. Your I'm sure. Put romance has been fully realized. It's awesome. Yep, I haven't talked to him much lately because we have been so underwater, <laughs> pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, we've been above water with sailing, but with Gabrielle's schooling and my teaching has been kicking our butts lately. So we haven't been able to, to yeah, do this. I've been uh, cold tripping. Yep, it's been a little rough, but we're getting back to it. All right, so we bought some books. We did. We've been, we have some more coming. But uh, some new books from ASA, uh, American Sailing Association. Okay, we've made some calls. We have we have a lot more books on our wish list for Amazon. There's probably at least twenty plus on there. So oh, the reason why we're not plugging holy bacon bits, Batman. The other reason why we're not <laughs> plugging resources yet is because we haven't fully acquired them, and I'd like to do something comprehensive, an episode, probably a blog post, and probably put it on our website with all of the blogs, podcasts, websites, books, and other resources that we've used or at least found worthwhile. There's a flying fish. That pelican just yeah. ate it. He's going in for the Wait, kill yeah, right pelican's now. pelican's looking for him. The fish is scared. Okay, we've made some calls. We have? I've called one marina. Yeah. Alameda, Spain marina. Mm-hmm. I've uh, called the biggest pirate I know. There's some more things that will be featured in future episodes who is willing to sit down and, and go over a budget with us. And um, is that the owner of jazz? Add, no. Well, oh. it's Steve Steiner. Uh-huh. So he's not the, the owner captain, of jazz, but or... he, he skippers quite Skipper. a bit and he's a great resource for uh-huh. us. So other than that, what other calls have I made? Well, we've talked to some people too. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of it. We've, we've at least got phone numbers. We've talked to brokers. I yeah. walked into that place and got a, a lead on another one. Yeah. We've, very uh, underground lead, but yeah. yeah, we have the two owners and captains of Dos, Dos Amigos, Amigos, great resources. Mm-hmm. They've been through as well as other members the of the crew trials and tribulations of yeah. buying a boat and buying another boat and having to make serious modifications on that boat. Any other people we've talked to? Hmm, not that comes right to mind. Okay, moving on internet searches. Oh boy, yep. Just lots and lots of, of research, kind of research to figure out what to research so that I know what to research in the future. So researching, researching, okay. lots of research, podcasts and blogs. Yep. Listen to a number of podcasts so far, uh, read a number of blogs. You haven't done a thing, mm-hmm. but that's OK. Um, it's kind of my bag anyway. And actually, I listened to that blog with you about those financers and and loans we talked about, and then we listened to the O'Malley's or Kelly's or O'Kelly's. Yep, yeah. yep. We started watching. We, so, we started listening to an episode and watching an episode of O'Kelly's. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, just once again, it's it's not that I've uncovered a whole lot to date with that, but I've I've made a broad search, not a deep search. You know what you don't so, know. Well, I, I, I know what's out there and now it's, you know, there's more sifting that needs to be done. I've, I've gleaned a lot of information by listening and reading things, but I, I have a full kind of a fuller idea of the breadth of information out there through blogs and podcasts and personal websites and stuff like that. Boat porn. Those are my other searches. Oh, boat. Wow. Wow. I don't even want to look at your search history. No, those are on the incognito browser. I'm sure. Uh, 
something that I would never even control look for. Don't want to see. <laughs> Wouldn't even know what I was looking at, even if I saw it. It was right in front of me. Oh yeah, because anyway, you're so but, innocent, Pocoho. I'm not. I'm Pocoho. You're Pocoho. I'm goes with the flow. Remember, which is not much better. But hey. We haven't looked at, well, actually, you've been looking at quite a bit of small vessel boat porn. Yes. So we, we uh, in the earliest days of our dream, squirrel. Boat porn. Let's just name it so we can talk about what we're doing. <laughs> you like that boat right there? I'm just checking it out. Checking oh, it out. checking out the setup? Yeah. The yeah. dinghy on the back? Got a nice little cruising there going on there. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? That's what we have done. What are we doing? Not me. Continued research. So yeah, and in the boat form porn. of we, we're moving on from that. Moving oh on God. from boat porn. Yeah, no, no, like, we're, we're we're let's go back. We're back. breezing over everything we've done. Then we're going to yeah. get into the nuts and bolts. All right, of well, it. boat porn. We like looking at boat. Oh porn. Oh my gosh, we're back enough now. We used to look back at pedaling. We used to look at boat porn together, laying in bed and dreaming uh, about things. Now that we're getting a little bit better of an understanding, I think we're focusing on more technical matters as opposed to, and less on, on boats and stuff at the moment. We're going to have to do a whole lot more boat porn searching, but uh, yeah, you're right. I've been looking at little boat. Very, very low and slow. Mm. Dabbits. Dabbits, yep. Bathtubs. Yep. Okay, can we move on now? Yes. Is that okay? Okay, so that's what we have done. Now we're going to talk about what we are doing, actively currently doing. Continued research. Yes. Research is going to, we've done research, we're doing research, and we have a lot more to do. Racing. Racing. We just finished That's... our last race of the Pop Top Series last night. Yes. How'd we do? We won. We won. We won the race. We won the series. I think we won two We won this three. last series. We got yeah. first. We won this, this series. series. So out of four races, we won two. And then place high enough in the other two, or we went three. They drop one. They drop one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they drop one, and then I don't know balance it all out. There's it's a beautiful thing about math. It's, our captain it's being crazy. a committee uh, chair, the race. But we're racing. Chairman, race committee chairman. Yep, we're racing. I am a grinder. <laughs> Gabrielle's a bowman. They separate us on the boat. They keep her in front of the mast and me behind. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't want to put us together. You know, there'll be lots of trouble if that happens. Lots. Lots. Mm-hmm. Only one of us can get hurt per race day, too. Did you get hurt yesterday? Nope. I, I didn't, didn't either. Up nope. top. Wow. Woo. I don't think I did. Yeah. But anyway, that's been a whole lot of fun and a very uh, insightful and educational experience. Great just to be out on the water and also with the experience and tutelage of our Would wonderful say tutelage. Again? tutelage. With the experience and tutelage of our wonderful captains and crew being able to show us more about um And you love it. Sailing. Huh? I wanna, and racing. I want to vomit every time, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's love great. It. I love it. And then we get a party at the Yacht Club mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's great, too. We had burgers last night. And awards. And awards. Yep. And so class. I, got, I got a picture of that. I want to ask uh, Tom to send me the picture that Tom took of uh, both captains. Taking the award and uh, maybe post those up on the on the blog. That'd be fun. So segueing into laying groundwork, mm-hmm. how are we laying groundwork? Well, we have been laying groundwork with our kids, of course. I think Uh-oh. we have most of them on board. If you checked out the last episode, then you know how that was done. Roy and EJ got to hear about it for the first time on the episode. Ezra's been kind of clued into this since the beginning. 
being older and also having a lot of experience with sailing. So we laid the groundwork there. We have informed Roy and EJ's mothers, but I don't know about Ezra's dad. No, I thought you were gonna say Ezra's mom. Ezra's mom. I know yeah, I don't know about her. This is Ezra's. She's mom out of the picture, right isn't she? No, stop it. Yeah, his his dad is I don't know if I've told him. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've told him. So we have some additional kind of immediate family and associated parental groundwork that still needs to be laid. Oh, oh, and the next episode, oh, oh that's a What few. do we have here? I don't know. Why isn't that one out racing with this? It kind of looks like Bolt or um, what's the other one? Pellegrino? No, but the back looks like Bilbo a little bit. Inquisitor. Yeah, it's got that canoe stern. Yippee. Yeah. Voluptuous. Yeah, big old booty. Mm-hmm. And then some. All right, selling shit. Let's let's stay well, on track well, right yeah. here. Um, selling shit. groundwork. We still have more groundwork to lay. And what's that in the form of uh, cable? Land cable. That's that's different. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So foul. Mm-hmm. Our next episode, we will talk to my parents and interview them. They do not know our plans as of yet. I think they're starting to have an yeah, inclination. Yeah, I see the twinkle yeah, in your dad's they're, eye. They're starting to, to maybe put it together, what's going on. Uh, but they used to be liveaboards, at least for a little bit of time, uh, during the 70s or early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, with my older brother and sister. Uh, and I'm kind of the reason that that came to an end, is I've always been... It's uh, all your fault! I've been blamed all my all life for All your it. fault! But, uh, yeah, but my dad also talks about, you know, bolts or a hole in the water you pour money into and all that kind of crap. But then, yeah, his eyes light up when you start talking about sailing as well. Mm-hmm. So they're... Yeah. Like, I've never seen him yep. every yep. single time. So they love it. I've heard stories all my life about it. So I'm sure they're going to chastise us initially for, you know, poor money spending and, and we gotta bad financial the, like, decisions. we got to put the, repellent on yeah. before we go. You know, you put the, like, the bug spray, like the the parent buffer. Oh. I don't know. Like the sunscreen. Yeah. Do we need a lube up? The dream screen. Ooh. Who's foul now? We just take turns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You one part like vulgar, then that's that. <laughs> Can we get to the selling shit part now? Almost, almost. So yeah, oh anyway, we'll be talking God. to them next episode. And uh, yeah, uh, well, I was saying that they, you got to stop interrupting no. me. That's the problem. You interrupt me <laughs> the entire time. Talking. We're outlining <laughs> here and then we're getting into well, it. We're going to talk about the future stuff. The thing we got, we got to... If we can fucking get there. That's the part that we'll outline quick and then elaborate on. <laughs> so we're not to the selling shit part yet. <laughs> No, because we're not done with laying groundwork. <laughs> Apparently. My parents will chastise us initially and then regale us with tons of liveaboard and sailing stories. What does I'm regale sure. mean? It sounds like regatta. They will be very keen to talk about their sailing experiences, I'm sure. Okay. And so, a great place to start with our upcoming interviews that we want to have, including like, and Steve selling shit. and other things. And then, okay, fine. <laughs> selling <laughs> shit. God. I'm going to sell you. At least get a good price for me. Just to piss you off, let's take a a break. Like a at least a case of beer. Case of beer. Nah, rum, Mount Gay. Selling shit. Selling shit. You've sold some shit. I have. I've sold like a table. Well, you've sold it for me. Yep. So we are actively selling. We know that we need to get rid of ninety nine point nine percent of everything we own, including my car. Including your car. 
and including books, all of our furniture, furniture books, and We've, anything glass. Yeah. So what have we sold to date? Mm. We've sold a drafting table. We mm. have another one to sell. We've sold two guitars. I have sold two guitars. Moving on. I have sold. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I am actively trying to sell. I've sold some musical equipment, guitar effects, pedals, and things like that. I have some amplifiers and uh, other, you know, items uh, to sell. They're actively listed right now, but there's more furniture, computer equipment, more musical gear, all the kids' toys, all of our books. What about the big kids' toys? We don't have to sell those, do we? I want to say dirty stuff mm-hmm. right now, but I'm not going to. Uh huh. With the purple one? Mm hmm. And the pink, pink one. one. That's the sound it makes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what do we need to do? Are we still um, selling shit? Are we so, on to what we yeah, need to so do? Yeah, so we have a we have a lot to sell, uh, and we have been selling stuff already. That's that's what we've done. It's part of the plan, but this is the plan going forward. We have more research. Ugh. So more people to talk to. Interviews, maybe. Yep. There's a couple of people I have in mind yep. for interviews. Number of interviews, I'm sure. More Good books. Episodes there too. More books. We get to go boat shopping. Yes, we went to uh, to research boats. Lots more boat porn. Lots more. Uh, it would it would be great to start getting physically on boats and looking at them, even if we're not quite ready to sell. It's just good education. I think we might have to. We have a contact like through. We're a little more ready to sell than we are, but or to buy. That's okay. Yeah. Yep, we got a contact. To talk to Merlin's buddy, just yeah. went through the whole boat buying process. Yep. And he's going to be a little bored. Granted, the the budget was a lot bigger. Yeah. But all things considered, there was there was expenses that they were talking about that was uh, all built into that. So that's what I'd like to, to um, pick his brain about as well. More, more marina more calls. calls. So there's like five marinas I. in the area. Cabrillo and Shoreline. Yep. And Wilmington. Yep. And that's enough for now. Yep. Field work. Field work. Yep. What do you have in mind for that? Well, some of that's just walking up and down the docks and talking to done. people. Yeah, we've done a little bit of that already. And then talking to brokers and my favorite. And I don't know. Yeah. So all that's left to be determined, but there's a lot more field work. We need to we need to pound some pavement and uh meet some people. All right. Then then the big one. The plan? No. The well, date. That, this is the plan. No, the big one. We need to learn to sail. Oh, that's under that. We're actively okay. racing, and we're starting to learn to sail, but we still got to tackle that. It's pretty hard to buy a sailboat and not know how to sail. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, that's a good way to fuck up a dock, fuck up a boat, fuck up someone else's boat. So, yeah. classes? Well, how about, we, how about we cover all that when we elaborate? So we'll talk about I how we plan we were to were elaborating to right now. No, we'll just run through the plan. So we need to learn to sail. We're going to keep on working, keep on going to school, and save money. We're going to keep selling shit. We're going to buy some equipment, I'm sure, before we get on the boat. What exactly yet? I'm not too sure of. Like life jackets, windbreakers, and probably a bunch of other stuff when it gets closer to buying the boat, right? And then... This sounds like we really don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't. We don't. But then once we've learned to sail and once we're ready to buy, there'll be a whole process of of purchasing the boat and all the things that we need to line up to make that happen. I have said this is kind of like cooking Thanksgiving dinner. 
where you have a bunch of different things that need to all cook for different lengths of time, but you want them to all be finished at the same time so they can all go on the table together. So and chances are none of that shit's going to happen. Probably not. But so we need, we, think. we need to determine our loan options and financial options and what we're going to do regarding the actual purchase of the boat. And then we'll need to line up a, a buyer's broker, most likely. We look for a boat, uh, line up insurance, line up a surveyor, line up a slip to actually have the boat in, find the boat, make a deal, take possession, give notice on our apartment, do immediate repairs, move aboard, continue to do repairs. And then probably have some onboard lessons. So that's what we're going to elaborate on. Can we take a break? Okay. Just kidding. That's fine. I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm good. It's hot. And we're we're back. back. The plan. The plan. Okay. So our goal. (laughs) We live aboard by July 1st. 2021. You didn't say that with enough emphasis. Go ahead. Our goal, no. whether we choose to accept it or not, is to become liveaboards by July 20. No. <laughs> See, trying too hard. But yes, our plan, our goal is to be liveaboards by July 1st, 2021. I think it's so crazy. Yep. But that was the goal. That was the plan. That's what we discussed, damn it. That's what I told you. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe a little more accurate. But that will be one year from the release of our very first episode, which is less than 300 days, probably, what, about 295, 290, something in there. Uh, less than 10 months. So, you want to get into it? Let's get into it. We're going to keep researching. We're going to have episodes all about the resources that we uncover. We're going to put it on the website because this wouldn't be a very helpful documentation process if we didn't tell everybody what we found. So if there's anybody that actually uses this in the future to... What not to do? Yeah, to help themselves get onto a boat, God help them. But um, (laughs) How not to do it. Yeah, it's also helpful for this to be a, a resource for learning what we learned or hopefully saving them a little bit of time and effort. And we've doing the exact same thing with the stuff that we've uncovered through people that preceded us. Keep racing. So yes, Our season's going to, we will keep racing. We dwindle down in the next few weeks. We have the at end least, of the year. Yeah. We have at least four more races this year and then they'll slowly start up next year. I was supposed to surf too. Eventually. All this sailing. We were Thought we were from surfers to sailors. Yeah. That doesn't mean we stopped surfing. No. We surfed once this week. Yeah. We surfed once last week. Mm. Not too bad. We actually went from sailors to surfers. Mm-hmm. As I uh, noted in a blog post, we sailed one day and then surfed the next. It was kind of fun. So yeah, we'll keep racing. Uh, we're going to keep selling stuff. And I think it would be really cool to have a, maybe a supplemental video or something like that. Give you all a tour of our tiny no. two-bedroom apartment and show you the vast amount of shit that we have crammed into there. We combined households back in Basically, February. Basically, I couldn't walk out the front door this yeah, morning because it was carrying a baby seat. In February and never quite figured out what to do with all the stuff. Gabrielle's house was already pretty full when I moved in and then I had all my crap too which then made it overloaded in there. And while some of it has 
gone into storage. Some of it has also come out of storage so that we can sell it. And we have just stuff everywhere, everywhere. It's not like hoarder status. Damn near like hoarder status. No, it's just lack of storage Yeah, so it looks like hoarder status, but we just have no place to put it because the place is small. (laughs) Yet we're living, we're going to move on a boat. Yeah, because we're going to get rid of all of it. Okay. Yeah, so that's the goal. We're going to sell this mansion compared to what we're going to be walking into. Well, that's why we got to get rid of 99.9% of everything. I literally have a list of stuff to sell on there and the last thing on the list is the beds that's literally beds go last yeah it would be awesome to have that. i like our bed a yep. lot that's gonna be a sad day yeah, you get to sleep in a v-birth as of july 1st 2021 or hammock under the boom well the hammocks were on sale yeah. i almost bought one oh. but they were still well we got nothing to do with it right now you can't you can't though. put a, you can't put a hammock on a sabbath baby you uh, could probably i try all right so we're going to keep working we're not rich. We're not trust fund babies. We've already established that we do not have enough money laying around to be able to put a down payment on a house. So um, we got some money in the kitty, though. The way, yeah, well, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> That's not buying a boat either. <laughs> Definitely not buying a house. That's like a life jacket a and, a, and a windbreaker. Right, or it's got a couple pair of books, gloves, a few books. I blew more than One that. Glove. I blew more than that on those ASA books I just bought. Half the um, certification. Yeah. <laughs> one private lesson for one of us. Professionals. Professional, yeah. So anyway, I am consulting and teaching, and that is the main source of our income and how the main way that we're going to fund our adventure. It's it's not coming from uh, Me. reserves. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that. It eventually will. But uh, yeah, so we're, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have a bunch of money saved up. We haven't been planning this for years and years. We are planning to actively work in order to fund this lifestyle and make this change. So I'll keep working. You'll keep going to school and we'll keep on saving. And our goal is basically to try to have $30,000 in the bank uh, to be able to use towards making this all come true. So a big chunk of that is going to go towards the boat. And then there'll be more things that need to happen, such as deposits on slips or insurance or repairs and other things. We'll talk about that in a minute. So then we want to make calls to marinas. That's your yeah, job. we kind of, yeah, I, I accept. It would be nice to know what's it looking like realistically. What marina, like if we have a chance at all. So believe a it or snowball's not. chance in hell. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am not a very outgoing person. I, no, I have major fear of social hand. interactions. What? Yeah, but but I do. I hate going up and like talking to people or making a first move or something like that. So that means you're the PR person. I don't necessarily mind doing that. I just don't like using technology yeah. in the process. Right. It's so so yeah, that's that's why we do then, field work. And then you gotta like Pick up check phone. back to see if they yep. called you or emailed you. Yep. So you're a PR person, you can handle it any way you want to. But we will uh, make phone calls to the marinas around here. What are the marinas? We have called Alamitos Bay Marina, the big hoity-toity one here in Long Beach, the one we were sitting down around the corner It's from. not necessarily hoity-toity, it's just nice. It's the nicest the one, one around that here. people actually want to be at. where all the big vessels and nice ships and everything are. And so that makes it hoity-toity. When, when you have Seal Beach Yacht Club, Long Beach Yacht Club, 
Alamitos Bay Yacht Club and the Navy Yacht Club all crammed around this damn little thing. People want to be there. Yeah, people want to be there. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Especially with Ballast Point sitting right out here. And, Stop. Uh, San Pedro Fish Market. What's the restaurants in there and stuff. <clears throat> yep, nice little area. But the likelihood of us getting into that marina is probably small, especially from the onset. So when we called, we called them, we'll feature that, uh, these marina calls, I'm sure, in another episode. But the advice was to get into any other Long Beach municipal marina, which there are three of, and then transfer into this one and what's the what's kind of like going to like junior college and then yeah. transferring to it and then university. there's usually a wait list for liveaboard status which mm. is extremely hard to get in the uh alamitos bay marina how long did you say the uh waiting list was i don't know it was 10 years 10 years ago <laughs> so very well might be 20 years now huh? <laughs> So, but it it supposedly is easier to obtain liveaboard status at the other marinas as well as as get a slip, which could be a waiting process as well. So then, what are those other marinas? Shoreline, Cabrillo Marina in San Pedro, and Wilmington are the closest ones to us. And Rainbow Harbor. So Shoreline, Alamitos Bay, and Rainbow Harbor make up the three municipal marinas in Long Beach. And then Cabrillo in San Pedro, and Wilmington in the harbor. And those are kind of the five main ones right around here. Yeah, the Cabrillo Yacht Club kind of swanky. Yeah, Cabrillo sounds like a pretty, pretty good option. And so that we were directed to that one by the gentleman that we spoke with on the phone here at Alamitos Bay Marina. He said that he thinks that people can get in there pretty easy. Okay, calls to friends, contacts. Are we going to list any of those ones? Or is this like just for general information or tidbits? What to do, what not to do, networking? All of it? Yeah, so that's what we've kind of already started talking about. There's people from your old crew on Jazz. There is people from our new crew on Dos Amigos. There are other people that you know of in the sailing community around here. There's some friends that we are making in the sailing podcasting world and more friends to make in there. What else? Visit some boats. Well, uh, let's hold stay stay back on the front. So there's one more thing that I guess we can we oh. can ask for. Oh. And if anybody listening has any advice or knowledge or any expertise, Joe would or love to hear from you. That, that they would <laughs> like to bestow upon us, please contact us at info at fs2s podcast.com. That's F S the number two S podcast.com dot com. Okay. So please email us and we'd we'd love to hear from you. We still got a lot to get through. Oh yeah. So yes, visit some boats. That's pretty self explanatory. Yep. There's only so much that you can see from pictures on the internet. We get our little butts on boards and boats and, and start to learn them because right now I can't tell the difference between a Irwin and a Choi Lee. I think Catalina. that that would be a, a fun like you know excursion. Drive mm-hmm. down to Dana Point. There's boats down there in Newport. We can mm-hmm. check out the sailing center in Newport, yeah. if nothing else, just for like a day trip. Somewhere we can take the kids to mm-hmm. just look around. Yep. Not limited to just Long Beach. Um, to our marinas. Yeah, actually. we'll meet, meet people, reach out. We've kind of covered that already, too. So that's part of our field work and just pounding some pavement, pounding wood on the dock. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, uh, maybe walk around some of the marinas, uh, meet some people, uh, reach out to some podcasters and other people in uh, the sailing community uh, around here. And get into trouble. I want to get down get to trouble. where it says get into trouble. Oh, well, we'll get there in a minute. So yeah, tour marinas, that's the other thing. So besides for calling them, I think we ought to go take a look at them. Learn to sail. Learn to sail. This is the big one. This is the one that we never stop doing right. from here on out. Right. And a, a very important one as well. So how are we going to learn to sail? What was our what was our initial plan? Do you remember? Use Leeway Sailing Center, our local community parks and rec program. Yep. But with COVID-19, that has been suspended and seems to be suspended indefinitely until something changes. So we're going to buy a Sabbath and get out there and, and get on the water and get into some trouble i think so as much as you can in as much as boat. you can in an eight foot boat one that we can strap to the roof of our car since we've already established we do not have a house we have a two-bedroom apartment there's a tiny little side yard we have no place to put a freaking trailer we do not have a parking spot we can't exactly get anything bigger than what we can put on top of the car and store around the side of the house so a sabbat sounds like an awesome way to do it and then if we we get out there and we can't hopefully get into too much trouble and still get to learn some of the basics and mechanics of sailing. I think maybe Bob and Tom might be game for a couple commissioned lessons. Oh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. I'm sure that somebody, we know people that would that will be willing to help. Ezra can sail it enough to be able to show us what to it's do. It's just fucking then, scary. Yeah, but then once once we get out there, then then we'll learn. So recently, for our one year anniversary, mm-hmm. I bought Gabriella book. Mm-hmm. I forget it was the name of it. Something about gypsy. Get real, get gone. How to become a modern sea gypsy and sail away forever by Rick Page which we haven't been able to delve into yet, but hopefully will. I read the quick brief on Amazon, and in there, he gave the advice that learning to sail can be as easy as getting a small boat, going out on the water, and figuring out yourself, and then selling that small boat and getting a bigger one. And he advised that it was actually easier to sail a bigger boat than it was a smaller boat, but you can get into a whole lot less trouble with a smaller boat than a bigger one, and that all the skills and knowledge transfer over i think we are kind of shying away from like the asa certification programs and stuff because they're they want to rob you they're very expensive racket and we have come to realize that we don't need the certifications that are there we're looking to buy our own boat and sail that we don't need to be certified so that we can go get charters and stuff like that. So maybe in the future, it's worthwhile. We just want to fuck up our own shit, not someone else's. Exactly, exactly. So we could buy a boat, learn some of the basics, and then probably do some private lessons or get some help from our friends in the community to give us some more structured learning experience. Mm-hmm. But at the at the moment, I think that's how we plan to learn to sail. And then we can get the kids in there too. Ezra already knows how to sail. So Roy is the other one that will need to, uh, to teach or at least get comfortable and, and familiar with it. And so Sabbath would be a great way to do that, too. Word. EJ is a little too small to learn how to sail, yet I'm sure he will want to try. And is probably not too much further along from getting to learn. He's already ready to, Going on three. to get into some trouble and uh, yeah. I'm sure he'd get love into to. some pirate. He would absolutely love fights. to get on the water with mm-hmm. us. 
So, and maybe some little jobs that he can do, but I actually learning how to sail, he's probably a couple years away from, but he does need to get water safe. So he loves going to the beach. He loves getting in the water. He's taken a couple accidental big swims and had to be fished out. So he's eager. He wants it, but he needs, you know, to learn to be water safe, if not swim yet. Okay. Now the nitty gritty. Yeah, you've got specific dates next Line to these. A boat. Well, yeah, because like I said, it's so it's something akin to Thanksgiving dinner. So we want all of this stuff to be done by July first. So I think there's some different different timelines need to happen. Like first, we need to get our budget together. We need to know our options for how we can pay for this new adventure and lifestyle. We're working. I'm working. Gabrielle will work when she graduates, but at the moment she'll stay in school and we'll save money and sell shit. And so that is primarily how we're going to pay for a boat. I would love to pay for the boat outright and just buy the damn thing. And if we find a boat at the right price, it might be possible to do that. But I have a feeling that what we'll want to spend on a boat or what we'll find a boat for might be a little bit more than we'll have on hand. Do you still see us like perhaps... When you were talking about like buying a small boat and thinking about it as a loner and then getting a bigger boat, do you see us getting something that we could buy outright and staying on it for a year or two and then getting the next one? Or Possibly. We'll see how that goes. But that was originally thinking that we would get a day sale or something like that, something in the smaller upper 20 foot to low 30, 32 or something range. But then it became very apparent that there's just no way to live on that. Yeah. So we couldn't live on it. So we need to kind of get a bigger boat from the onset to live on it. But then I've thought, okay, maybe if we get a, a medium, you know, a 30 foot range boat, you know, in the, between 30 and 40 feet, we live on that for a while and then wind up getting something bigger than 40 feet. That's a hell of a lot of boat. But then that's a lot of boat. And it's not so much the boat price, but it's the upkeep the maintenance, the slip fees, the haul-out fees, the cleaning fees, everything's done by foot, by length. So the longer the boat, the more expensive it is. Yeah. Not just for the boat, I mean, but we were, for everything we else. We were talking about just the sale in general on so, how Dos Amigos is looking at ten to $12,000. And granted, it's a racing boat, but just, just for the main sale. Right. But that's 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 a racing main sale too. They're talking they want carbon fiber, lightweight, super strong, blah 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 blah. We don't we don't necessarily need that. But okay, so let's 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 talk our budget for a second then. I think realistically we will be looking in the range of twenty five to fifty thousand dollars for a boat. That's kind of cheap. Very we're cheap. not we're not going to spend hundreds of thousands or, or even a hundred thousand on it. It's just not within our range. But there are a lot of boats out there available in all different sizes and all different conditions for twenty five to fifty thousand dollars. It sounds like a, a doable amount. Our goal is to have about thirty thousand dollars available to put towards the boat, the deposits, and the initial repairs. So if we luck out and let's say we pick up a great steal, somebody's highly motivated seller and looking to get rid of a boat that they've kept up and is in good shape and they want $20,000, which isn't unheard of. We could buy that one outright and still have some money left over to take care of the deposits and the repairs and blah, 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 blah. Right? But if we find one, let's say for 50000 then we can put 
maybe 20,000 down as a deposit on a loan. And at that price, we might need a traditional boat loan. But if it's something in the middle, let's say we find a boat for $30,000 and we can put 20,000 towards that outright and then hold a little bit for the repairs and deposits and, and whatnot, then we could finance that remaining 10,000 or so and maybe not have to do it through traditional boat loan. We can do it through a personal loan or we can uh, borrow some money some way, somehow. So that's one of the things that we'll need to figure out is our loan options. And I think that it would probably be best to have that lined up and figured out by about April 2021. Okay. So that buys us a few months, like three months ahead of, of our goal of July 1st. So then after that, what do we need to do? Look at brokers. Mm-hmm. Talk to a couple brokers. Buyers brokers. Buyers brokers. Buyers brokers. This is where that one contact that we have in Shoreline can come in handy. I think it's a good place to start yep. with that. So the advice on buyers brokers is to get one. Absolutely get one. Because especially as a first-time buyer, we do not know what the hell we're doing. We do not understand how the process works very well. We don't know very much about boats. We don't um, know very much of anything. We don't know very much of anything with this world. And having a buyer's <laughs> broker will help us to not only negotiate and know what good market value and things are, but also just to, to you know, if, they, if they're a good buyer's broker, then they will understand what our needs and uh, wants are probably better than we do and be able to help us find the right boat in the right budget with the things that we need and yeah. that's, that's, that's right for us. and have our yes. best interests. So what you don't want to do is rely on the in seller's line. broker. His goal is to sell the boat and make his commission. So the buyer, the buyer's broker will work with the seller's broker, but he will be aligned to our interests and not to the seller's broker. And as I understand, it should come at no charge to us because he will take a commission from the selling price. So basically the seller will pay the buyer's broker. Now here is where my big concern is, is that buyer's brokers are paid by commission though. They make money off of the price of the boat and that commission is a relatively small percentage, but on a big boat that translates into a lot of money on a little boat, like we're looking at, I'm afraid that it's not worth the buyer's broker's time to get into doing all the work and what needs to be done on a twenty-five dollars to $50,000 boat. I think we have enough contacts and resources to find something that someone so. that meets our needs and is willing to help us. I very much hope so. But so we need to figure out a buyer's broker and what we will do with that by about May of 2021. So two months to go in our timeline. And then that buyer's broker will help us look for a boat as well. That's a, a beautiful part of it. So we, we won't have to rely completely on our own resources and investigations to find a appropriate boat for sale. We can, That'll be fun as well. The buyer will help. And then the buyer, as I understand, the buyer needs to be the one that reaches out and contacts people. So we also don't mm. make initial calls or anything like that. The buyer, buyer broker sets it up. Mm. Because what they do is they'll contact the seller's broker and line it up so it's actually we squeal the deal if we people. contact the seller's broker first. And your people call my people mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. do lunch. Yep, exactly. And they'll probably like know more idea. about loan, uh, loan options and and have some you know uh, advice on surveyors and insurance and other things like that too. But that's additional things that we need to look into, like lining up a surveyor, finding a good surveyor. We want a really good one. I want one that will show us every damn thing that's wrong with it. And you know, I don't want them to 
give it a give it a little looky loo and then be like, oh yeah, everything's fine. And then we don't know what the hell we've gotten into. I'm okay with the boat being not perfect. No boat is. That's what I've understood. And if it is, it's not going to last very long. But I want to know everything that is wrong with it so we can prioritize what needs to be fixed and addressed. Fucking seagulls. Well, sounds like we're in a marina. I wonder if I could fit a BB <clears throat> in his mouth. I shot a BB gun right into the mouth. You're That's so pretty. mean. I don't like seagulls very much. I mean, Fall they're all rats. right, but... Fine. Mine, 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 mine. mine. Uh, insurance. So yeah, we'll we'll line up a surveyor. We need to look into and line up insurance. What we need for every marina around here in order to have a slip is like a general liability coverage. So what they want to do is have the docks and other boats protected against your mishaps. Mm. And yes, I mean you, Gabrielle. All right, that's okay. <clears throat> so if you if you run into the dock or cause damage or damage somebody else's boats, you have insurance and covered. Not necessarily insurance for your boat, which at the age and price that we will be probably looking at a boat, it will be difficult and probably not financially prudent to cover our boat with insurance. And then we need to look for a boat. So hopefully the buyer's broker will help with that. But we have done a number of searches on boat trader and yacht world and we kind of think have a little bit of an idea of what we're looking for a little better now than what we did a few months ago when this whole stream started what's that talk about that Hmm. what are we looking for well as far as what types of boats you like yeah so how big will it be i think we're we're a little bit uncertain on that anything over 30 feet but under 40 feet and i know that's a huge range in there but i think we'll even have a better idea once we start getting Getting mm-hmm. in some boats and seeing some yep. layouts yep. and whatnot. And the middle to high side of that is probably more realistic. So something probably closer to, to 34 to 38. And you said you is wanted a good, uh, is a good bet. to look at something 1980 and, and above. Mm-hmm. I think 1980 and above would be good. I'm willing to go a little bit older than that if it's in good shape. But we definitely, I don't think, want to get you know a 1972 half run down old decrepit boat right no if it was a 19 yeah no if it was a 1978 (laughs) well-maintained you know nice custom blue water boat or something like that yeah that might be that might be excellent but for the most part most production boats i think you know kind of 1980 and newer with some wiggle room with some exceptions i think we want it to be in fairly good shape we don't want to fix her up or we don't have the knowledge time or resources to be able to we have to live on it refit the whole get to live on it so we want it to be in pretty good working order and pretty good upkeep uh especially the little things like you know if it's if it's a little bit dirty or it needs some painting or something like that that's one thing but to find that everything's freaking rusted through or it's leaking or engine doesn't work or other things like that is is going to be some real deal killers so mm. but what i've understood is that you got to be careful about the clean looking boats because some people just clean up their boats and then don't take care of the maintenance on it. So it looks good and will sell. But it's pretty indicative if the boat doesn't look very good, you can bet that under the hood it's going to look even worse. Mm. Right. Wow. So you want to find a boat that's been well maintained and, and kept up over the years. And then so then the real trick is to find somebody that's, you know, you're not looking for the person that couldn't keep up with the maintenance. You're finding the person that bought a bigger boat and now they need to get rid of their baby. Or I've seen ones where people run into medical problems and they need to get rid of it fast. Or they're you know setting off to cruise around the world on a, on a bigger boat or, or whatever it be. I want to find somebody that's been a good boat owner. 
Almost done. Almost done. So yeah, I think we a, a sloop or a cutter, probably not a catch or a yawl. I think two masts are going to be just a pain in the ass for us to try to deal with, and probably within about a hundred miles of here. Any further mm-hmm. than that, then we got to pay for it to be hauled or captained here. So once we're actively looking for a boat, I think we need to start working on lining up a slip as well. That's where our past calls to the marinas will really come into play. That's the whole chicken or the egg thing. Mm-hmm. We need a boat to get a slip to know what size slip to get into. Right. We need to check and see, make sure how available slips are in our sl- desired marina. Right. And then but we need a slip to be able to put the boat somewhere. So when we so when we get it, we actually can put we it somewhere. We need to get so, a boat to get a slip. Chicken in the egg. Exactly. I have a feeling that'll all work itself out. I'm though. sure. And then, yeah. So once we find the boat, we'll negotiate with the boat owner and then uh, hopefully that all works out especially with the buyer's broker come to an agreeable price have the loan and money and whatever all set up uh and take possession there's the survey that needs to happen in the middle of that but you know all all that withstanding take possession of a boat and then that's the scary part what do we need to do give notice well yeah Right. So we probably need to give notice some point before this, but that's that's one of those moving targets. Like if if this is all going to happen and we're sure of it by July 1st and something like June 1st, we give notice, but 30 days notice in our apartment. But it would be good to it would be ideal if we had a boat. And yeah, knew there's that a little overlap happen. happening. Yeah, but then you have the overlap and you're double paying on a slip and a boat and rent, which is a killer. So. Maybe we give notice a little bit early and uh, couch surf for a month as we make all this happen. Fine. I don't know. We'll figure all that out as we get closer. But yeah, so we'll, we'll give notice in here. And then once we take possession, I'm sure there will be some immediate repairs, things that need to, to happen just to make it suitable to live aboard. If nothing else, we probably want to change bedding, mm. you know, get better cushions or our own bedding in there and stuff like that. And then uh, live on it. Get to see sunsets and sunrises, rock to sleep by the waves, and hear halyards planking in the arena, and seagulls bugging the shit out of you. And we heard the gardeners this morning with their leaf blowers and uh, lawnmowers, and I was like, oh my god, thank god we won't have to have that in the marina. And then Gabrielle promptly shot down my dreams. (laughs) Tell me, yeah, but then there's the air compressors and scrubbing the bottoms of the boats and blah blah blah, right? Just saying. So we won't get to beat lawnmowers and leaf blowers. We'll trade it for scuba divers and air compressors. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, and then we'll continue to do repairs, I'm sure. Uh, and that'll be life going forward. Welcome to your future. Refits and repairs. Constantly. Maintenance. And polishing. The reality of, of varnish. Working and living on a boat. Right. I don't know why, but like it just is... So for me, it's a little bit easier because I can pretty much work from anywhere. Yeah. With you, yeah, there will be some commuting involved, but I think it'll it'll be okay. If nothing else, you have a parking spot. Won't that be sweet? Yeah, that's true. And then to kind of cap this all off on our plan is that once we get a boat, I think we want to take some private lessons with that boat and have a good captain or possibly a friend of ours, like our current racing crew captains or uh, friends of Gabrielle's through through the yacht club or other associated boats 
uh, help us. Shepherd with, us. Yeah, shepherd us <laughs> with our boat and give us some guidance. Shepherd us on sea. Just, yeah, help us to uh, to understand our boat, our boat systems, how to handle her, be there until we get our sea legs and our footing with the boat. Which we might can, be a while. Which might be a while. It might take a few lessons or more to be safe, to be uh, capable with her. Then that's the end goal. All right, so I think that's our plan for how we expect to get our, our family, plan. our master plan for how we, uh, our master plan as of now, for how we plan to get our family to living aboard a sailboat. I'm sure. Unabridged, unedited. Lots of things that come up in the middle of that. Foolproof. We have a new baby coming into the mix in the middle of all this oh very goodness. soon, any day. We, Gabrielle needs to get through school. I will continue transitioning into my consulting work. We have one child right now that is about 200 miles away in Central California for the unforeseeable future until um, until this whole COVID epidemic is done. So yeah, a lot of moving parts. in the online school format mm-hmm. right now, online oh. life format. A lot of moving parts and things, you know, life will continue on and things will change, I'm sure. We'll take note of that going forward. But for now. That's our plan. That's how we expect to do this. All the while maintaining our sanity. Hopefully maintaining our Somehow. sanity. And hopefully our relationship too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love you, babe. Love this you. Is a dream come true. And I'm excited to be able to do this with you. Me too. And for our family. Aww. It's going to be awesome. All right. So I hope you'll tune in for our next episode, which will be an interview with my parents as they chastise us for our poor financial decisions to buy and live aboard a boat as most parents do but then they'll tell us all just how wonderful it was and regale us with all their stories so i'm sure it will be an awesome interview and hopefully an insightful one too so also if you are an experienced boat owner or even live aboard and have managed to listen to this whole entire episode managed to listen to this whole entire episode and would like to contact us with advice or resources or information, we would love to hear from you. Please write to us at info, I-N-F-O, at fs2spodcast.com. That's fs2spodcast.com, or I, I forgot to say. That's fs, the, the number, number 2spodcast.com. Two, two, uh, Sign off. Pocahoe. Pocahoe. Pocahoe signing off. Pocahoe out!